Hello, all my beautiful people. It is time for another great episode of If You Give a Dad a Podcast. I am truly excited to be here again today. I have some great things to talk about. I also have a pretty cool guest on today. It's a friend that I've had for many, many years. We've been trying to work this out to where he could come on here. And I finally got the time to have him. Uh, We'll talk about Comic-Con that I just recently went to. Probably get my kids on here and tell you what they thought of it, too. If you guys are as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey, Dad. folks i am not going to make a big intro for this first part this is one of my really good friends we have known each other for many many years i've been trying to get him on here for months now and he finally had the time available to come on my show so without further ado dr jorn whitley all right well Let's get started. Jorn, it's good to have you on the show. Yeah, man. I've, uh, it's been a, been a long time coming. <laughs> yes, it has. I've been uh, wanting to do this for a while now, and I'm uh, very excited to have you on. So we'll just get right into it. Um, kind of tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're known for, because I know that uh, you have made it semi-TikTok famous, and a few other things as well. I, I, if you want to, just kind of tell us a little bit about you. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna correct a little bit and say not like semi TikTok famous. It's uh we and I'm not trying to toot my own horn. So what we did was uh, I, I'm a I'm a human and animal chiropractor. I posted a video onto TikTok kind of as a joke, and it took off. And within like two days, I had like 40 million hits. After that, it actually kept growing and it hit like close to 70, 80 million. Um, wow. And then around that same time, yeah. And then around that same time, TikTok got rid of India off of their platform. And so that immediately dropped uh, the views on that one video down tremendously. And by tremendously, I mean, it dropped down to like 40 million. So it, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But yeah, so <laughs> from like there, it's, it's been... Yeah, it's it's gone. It's gone like international attention. So from there, you know, we had, I mean, I had people sending me stuff from all over the globe. And there was a picture of me, it looked like I was on the side of a ramen box over in China. <laughs> but it, it was a it was their yeah, it was their, um, their newscast. And it was all this, you know, either Cantonese or something. And I had no idea what was going on. But it was just my face like emboldened and like a, an animal. And like all these like, you know, uh, syllable or uh, symbols all the way around it. You know, it was just, it was weird. Um, I felt like I was in an anime or something. Um, but, uh, <laughs> it ended up, I mean, I've had, you know, news, uh, we, we did a, a, uh, documentary for a company out of Germany or a news, news channel out of Germany. They flew people over here from Germany to, to film me, uh, working on animals. And then we've worked with, I was recently on like Telemundo. I mean, basically people have never heard of animal chiropractic. So, I took what I did and I, I made it to where I was able to have this platform where I could talk to people about animals and, and humans and show them like if, if a human can get adjusted or, or vice versa, I'm sorry, if an animal can get adjusted and they can show a relief without, without any bias or without any um, preconceived notion of who I am, then a human should be able to as well. So what I mean by that is like people will come in or pe- people online mostly uh, we'll say like, oh, I don't believe in chiropractic or it's a fraud or it's a fake or whatever. 
And then I can show them that this animal has no bias. It doesn't come in thinking it's not going to work. It doesn't think I'm a fraud or, or anything else. The dog comes in. It may not like me. It doesn't want me touching it. I work on it and it gets better. So right. then we're showing without bias, these animals are proving that chiropractic can work. And so it's, it's just really, really cool. It's, it's a pure, very, very pure response. Um, whenever I make an adjustment on an animal, it's really neat. So I have a human and animal practice here in Oklahoma, uh, over in Edmond, Oklahoma. And, um, we see, you know, we see dozens of people per day and then we see, you know, sometimes dozens of dogs a day. I saw 11 today. Oh, wow. All sorts of stuff. We, yeah, we even had a lady, uh, they came in, uh, they had flown in from California. They flew in from California to get their dog adjusted one time. And that's a long ways to fly um, for, for that. But, yeah, I mean, is. that's really and, cool. And, that says a lot about you. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. And I love it. I, I really wish there were, there were more people that did what I do, you know, around the globe so that people don't have to fly that far to, to get their animals worked on. But we had a lady drive from Mexico to get her dog worked on. And then we've had, you know, I've had people drive their horses up from Houston and get adjusted, turn around and drive back home that same day, which, which for, if people don't know, Houston is about a nine, 10 hour drive from here. Um, and you know, their horses were out of the trailer long enough to work on them. And then they got back in and left. So we're talking, they were here maybe 30 minutes, finished working on all their horses. And then they got in their trailer and went home. And, and so it was just a, uh, it, it's just kind of a testament to, to the validity of kind of what we do, right? Uh, people are willing to drive and fly really, really long distances to, to get work done. Right. Um, we had a guy come in, he saw what we did with animals and goes, if you can do that with animals, you can, you can help me. And he flew in from, I think it was Spain, flew over from Spain to get worked on. And so it's just, I, I feel honored when people do that. Um, <laughs> I also feel bad because I'm like, man, I really wish somebody did what I do near you. Right. But, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, like I'm, I, we've been on like the Tamron Hall show and um, on different networks and, you know, uh, whatever. I'm trying to think MSN uh, news, Yahoo, uh, the daily mailer, the um, New York post. I mean, we've been on, we've been on several different uh, right. stations I and uh I know Crazy. that you've uh, had a bunch of uh, a bunch of videos that I've seen either circulate through Facebook or other places. With uh, you know, I think one of them was like this now, or one I don't remember exactly which one it was that I saw. But I was just like, "Hey, I know that guy." But y yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, your face has pretty much been everywhere uh, because what you do is so unique. There's not a lot of chiropractics when it comes to animals. So that's, you have a very, like I said, unique job. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's super, super unique. A little, a little niche. Um, you right. know, it's, it's kind of cool because there are a lot of chiropractors and there are, um, you know, a few of us that, that do animals as well. And uh -huh. so we'll have, we'll have, uh, you know, an entire family come in and we're working on, you know, the pregnant mom and their babies and their grandma and the husband. And so we're working on all these people and then they bring their dog in because their dog also, <laughs> you know, they want to make sure if they're getting well, that their dog's getting well too. Right. And it, it's just a, a really cool experience. You know, what's funny is I can, I can talk to people all day long about, you know, their kids and all, but whenever I talk to them about their, their animals, you know, it's like this, this dog, means a lot it looks like it almost means more to them than their own children do um you know a lot they, of people they, treat I their dogs joke. as kids now oh yeah exactly <laughs> and I, I, I make jokes that like you know people love their animals more than their own kids and, and sometimes sometimes whenever they're in the office it, it kind of makes sense but you know it's like the kids are riding on top of the roof of the car and the, you know the, the uh, dog is you know bundled up safely you know strapped in kind of thing and not really but it's uh <laughs> It's just interesting, but, but yeah, we realized a long time ago that, you know, when we're working on, we're working on people, like if I showed somebody a video of, of somebody getting worked on, um, you know, they may find some interest in it. Uh, if there's loud, like pops and cracks and clicks and all that there, or, or something, you know, eye catching, they're really, really interested in it or they may be interested in it. But if I show them a video of like a baby getting adjusted, it's like, Ooh, that's kind of controversial. Like I'm kind of curious, but I kind of don't believe in that. If yeah. you show them something like an animal getting worked on, it's like, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up. I knew there were chiropractors for people. 
but why are you working on an animal? And then it's this <laughs> entire conversation being had where, you know, people, it, it kind of catches them off guard where they're like, oh, I don't know what my opinion on this is. Um, and they either, you know, don't know anything about chiropractic and they're intrigued or they hate chiropractic and they, they want to take that hatred for what I do for people and then transfer it over to human or uh, to animals. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, they uh, love chiropractic and they're like, wow, I never knew this happened. It was possible. And, you know, this further shows why we need to see a chiropractor. And it's really cool. I mean, all I'm doing is finding areas of the spine that aren't moving very well, put motion in it. I put motion in those areas and then I allow the body to heal itself. And it's, it's incredible when, like, let's say we had like one of the dogs that came in today, yesterday, the dog came in and ha- was having like, it would collapse. Oh, it wow. was, uh, it would turn its head to the left and uh-huh. then it, because it turned its head to the left, it actually pinched, uh, basically put it, put a bind on one of the vertebrae in the neck that actually has a blood vessel that runs through it. Uh-huh. And because of that, he would almost pass out, pass out, hit the floor, wake back up and, and look around the room. Like what just happened to me? And he Poor did dog. it every single time he, time. Yeah. Every time he turned his head to the left, he would pass out. Oh, wow. And you know, yeah, it, it just crazy stuff. And so we're in the office uh, you know, and I'm talking to the owner and she's crying, you know, talking to me about their, her dog and, yeah. you know, and, and it's like, what could have caused this and what's the problem and what's happening? I was like, well, what I've found is there was one vertebra in the neck that isn't moving very well. And mm-hmm. if I put motion into it, it should help decrease these symptoms. Mm-hmm. Really basic. And we adjusted it and we adjusted some other stuff too, but we adjusted that one spot that was definitely causing the issues. The dog stands up, turns its head to the left and doesn't immediately pass out. And, and it, eventually it does pass out, which, which is still sad, but yes. it, it takes up some time before it does it. Right. So it's, it's standing there for 30 it seconds. Before it some the of the pressure there. Exactly. Yeah. And so we are, you know, we work on the area uh, again and, you know, I say, okay, we're going to see you guys tomorrow. Um, so they come in today and the dog comes in and the owner comes in and she is smiling and she's happy. And she's like, he only passed out once. And it was this morning. Like he didn't pass out after we left your office. He turned his head to the left. He wasn't passing out. He's able to walk. He's not falling over anymore. Like he woke up this morning and he did it one time. I was like, all right, cool. We adjusted him again to today. And I'm like, okay, what, what is tomorrow? What is she going to say tomorrow? Or, or, you know, we're not in the office tomorrow. So what about what if Monday, whenever they come in the office Monday, right? What, you know, what, what are they going to say then? Like, wow, we, you know, we're not having any of these problems and it just gets better and better and better and better. It's just phenomenal. And by no means is it a, in the placement of veterinary medicine. I mean, I have veterinarians. I had one in here earlier that brought her dog to me. She's like, Hey, I can't adjust. I can prescribe medication, but I I don't know how to adjust. So I will let you fill in where I can't do this technique. Okay, cool. So I adjusted her dog and we had a good conversation about the dog that was passing out. And I told her, I tell her everything that's going on. She goes, that makes a hundred percent sense. As a veterinarian, I understand what you're saying. And I fully believe in chiropractic, what you do, because I just witnessed it. And I have that person's testimonial of why they're here and what happened yesterday. So it's just amazing. It's yeah, it's phenomenal. So it's just that, uh, you know, most of the time the public has no idea what I do and, and they don't know anything about me and they think that, you know, I'm just full of crap. (laughs) (laughs) Some crazy guy out here just uh, messing with animals. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You actually have uh, proof showing that what you're doing is helping these animals and that's that's really oh, yeah. awesome. I mean, the it speaks for itself. I mean, you, testimonials and seeing the animals, like you said, that that's amazing. What kind of schooling did you have to do to get to this point to where you could do this? Yeah, so um, basically to be an animal chiropractor, you have to either be a chiropractor or a veterinarian. And okay. basically, it's like if you have one hand is veterinary medicine and one hand is chiropractic there's this sweet spot in the middle where they meet and that is animal chiropractic. So what I did was, um, first off I had to go through chiropractic school and before I could get there, I went through college. Mm -hmm. So, um, I went to a really small town or went to a really small high school called grab it. I'm pretty sure you've heard of it. Um, maybe, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 I guess we'll get into that later. So, um, went to, went to, went to high school, went through college. I did four years at Oklahoma state just for biochemistry, molecular biology. Um, was my major. And then I turned around and took that and went into chiropractic school. I had no idea that I wanted to be a chiropractor. I actually got out of school and became a, a concrete construction worker, fell back on that job because I, I just, I couldn't find anything that I loved doing with my degree. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I found chiropractic through, through pain and, 
and needing to see a chiropractor and fell in love with the science behind it. But so I went to Parker University. That's where I went to chiropractic school for like three and a half years. And with that, though, like chiropractic school is if I say like a schooling, right, like school doesn't sound intensive. But if I say like medical school, it might sound a little more intensive because of the the medical side of it or um you know, if you call it like a bachelor's degree or a PhD or something like you, it sounds like the, the intensity of the load increases as you go through. Correct. Well, in, in college, the most hours I was ever allowed to take was like 18 hours in a semester. Well, oh. in Cairo school, we were taking trimesters. Yeah. So 18, 18 is the max in, in college, unless you uh-huh. have like written permission, you can potentially take over that. <clears throat> so that's in school. So 18 hours and that takes up most of your time and all. Well, in chiropractic school, we were on trimesters. So we went, basically three different semester or not semester, but three different um, sections throughout the year. And each one of those sections had roughly 32 hours per trimester. Oh, so, so in a, wow. Doubled. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So it's like (laughs) almost double. So, so it was like, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of schoolwork and there are uh, 10 trimesters. So we went, I mean, I have a lot of hours, but so you're looking at, you know, again, in college, you're looking at semesters being, you know, four months long or, or, or whatnot and cramming in 18 hours and still having time for your friends and, and going out to do whatever and going home and seeing family on the weekends to Cairo school, which was super intensive. I saw my family probably once every four to six months. That's right. And they weren't that far away. It's just, I was super busy. Yeah. You were so busy. You didn't really have time for a job, you know, all the schooling and we take, a lot of the same schooling that like medical doctors will take, but in different ways. Uh huh. What were you, you were going to ask them? Oh no, I was just going to say I remember during that time that uh, you were very hard to get get a hold of because you were always so oh, yeah. busy with uh, schooling. Yeah, it was, I know uh, that it was, it was very insane. Yeah, I know it was very uh, intrusive, like you said, whenever it comes to any type of social life that you might have. Oh yeah, yeah. We, I mean, social life was was pretty well gone. Um, <laughs> but so we. We, we, I went through chiropractic school, but then the, there's that animal chiropractic portion, right? So uh-huh. animal chiropractic school or animal chiropractic program, what I did is I took that concurrent with my, with my schooling. So what I did is it's normally a extracurricular um, continuing education course that you would take after you become a doctor. So after a veterinarian becomes a, a vet or, or, you know, or becomes a veterinarian or a chiropractor becomes a chiropractor, um, when they actually graduate, then they can take this continuing education course. Well, because of the way it worked out, I was able to actually take that course while I was still in school. So on top of my normal hours and on top of my, uh, you know, uh, my externships and working for the VA hospital and all that, I took this animal chiropractic course where I was able to go and work on animals and learn how to, to work on animals. I worked right alongside vets, veterinarians, and and we we worked with each other. So we, we ran through the program where we learned the, the basics of the human spine or the animal spine, basics of chiropractic. Um, that way, any gray area that the other profession didn't know about was being cleared up. And then, so eventually we meet in the middle where the vets go, okay, we know the anatomy and the chiropractors go, okay, we know the chiropractic side. So then what we do is we help each other where the vets are going, okay, well, here's the anatomy wise. And we go, okay, well, here's how to adjust because they've never had to do that. Whereas we had years of training in how to make adjustments. Yeah. Okay. So we got to help teach them how to adjust. So it was really cool. Um, we did small animal, large animal, and then I've been able to take that and turn it into the uh, exotic animals that I work on. Yes. So, you know, I can go, I worked on a horse and a horse spine is kind of like a camel spine or kind of like a zebra spine or a dog. And that can be related over to a cat spine. And then I can work my way up or down from those two animals. Right. And then anything weird I work on, I just end up, you know, having to look up how to do, um, you know, going to a, the museum of osteology and, uh-huh. and checking out their, uh, their skeletons and going, Oh, that's how that joint moves. Okay. I see now that is the angle of the facets or the interlocking mechanisms. And this is their direction they move. So that's how I have to make my adjustment. And I've had to do that with several animals. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I know there, I, I've seen pictures of a, uh, you've adjusted a bear, correct? Yeah, so I've adjusted uh, a bear, and uh, so I, I've gone and worked for the uh, Oklahoma City Zoo. They they called me up to work on a couple animals. I've worked on chimpanzee, a bear, a lion, for them, and then in other places I've worked on a tiger, um, and then I've worked on other animals like uh, I worked on a bear cat. We've I've worked on zebras. I've worked on a, a 
bucking bulls and a wide variety of other different animals. And then my, my, uh, <laughs> my resume is about to get a whole lot larger here in the next month. And we can talk about that here in a little bit. Okay. So you were talking a minute ago about gravit. So that's actually how we met. Uh-huh. We went to the same high school together. We've actually, do you realize we've been friends for 16 years now? Oh, we're old. We are getting old. We are getting old. We are getting old. <laughs> so old. Yeah. But, so I remember um, we we met because I was uh, man. I was a I was a bad kid. Um, you were the only person I knew with a car, and it was PE class. And I really wanted some Sonic, and yep. so I was like, "Hey, if you take me to Sonic, I will buy your food." And so we hopped in the car, and we've been friends ever since. Yeah. Um, I, I remember my girlfriend at the cool. time was super mad because we didn't invite her to go with us too. And she yeah, was in that yeah, PE exactly. class as well. <laughs> oh, dude, y'all were sitting right next to each other, and I asked you, and you and you straight up bailed on her to go, to go have Sonic with me. <laughs> yeah, so, I was like, oh, free food, uh, all right, let's go. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, like you said, we've been friends ever since. Uh, we did a lot of, I remember my senior year in high school, it was either I was at your house or you were at my house almost every weekend. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Playing I mean, video games. Like, yeah. Almost every day, it was like crazy adventures, or we didn't end up at a uh, some sort of house party we weren't supposed to go to, or uh, hiding in a field. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, mom. Yeah, My mom of, listens to this, but yeah, yeah. Sorry, mom. Long, long nights of yeah, but no. I mean, it was a, it was, it was a fun time. I mean, it was a. Oh, yeah. Very small town. It was. You know, we were in a, I mean, my graduating class was 117 and I think yours was 75. Um, yeah. So, I mean, a little bit smaller, like our class was like one of the largest classes to come through. Right. Um, but yeah, just absolutely crazy. And so before that, you know, I was from Tulsa and you were from Memphis. Weren't you Memphis? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's we... like, we were both from out of state, uh, or I say out of state. I mean, Memphis is kind of on, on you know, Arkansas, but, right. uh, but, you know, we were not from that area, neither one of us. And uh, we both came in. Like, I came in my sophomore year, and I think you came in your junior or senior year. It was my junior um, year is when I came in, yeah. Yeah, junior, yeah, because we had two years where we were hanging out, you know, in school. Right. But, yeah, I mean, it, we, were, we were both, you know, the uh, clowns, and we were, both, but we were both from out of state. So it just kind of worked out. But, yeah, I mean, years and years have gone by, and there's been, you know, all sorts of craziness in between and uh um, you know yeah. what's funny is right now right now we only live what th- uh, about three hours four hours away from each other something, something like, like that. that yeah it's about three or four hours yeah yeah i mean i live closer than you do but we both got out of there as soon as we could yeah so yep. I and I'm, it doesn't bother me at all <laughs> yeah you you left went to college and never looked back i remember that but i mean the yep. cool thing is is that me and you have been able to keep in contact all this time you know we've stayed friends um i know that if i need to i can hit you up text you do whatever i need to do you know and you're going to be there oh yeah same same with uh me you know if you ever need anything you know oh, i'm yeah. right there so i'm very blessed to have a friend like you i appreciate that man yeah and and vice versa i mean it's uh you know they they say you should only be able to count the number of best friends you have on one hand and you know there are there are plenty of people I can call that would drop a lot, but then there are those people that have been always been there that are, that are your best friends. So right. no, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. So do you have anything coming up that you're excited about in the future? Yeah. I know that there are some things uh, that uh, you've kind of told me a little bit about, but I thought I'd let you take the opportunity to kind of tell me some things here. Oh yeah. So uh, man, we got a lot planned in the next year. I, uh, so I had been approached quite a few times by different companies that they wanted to, to shoot like a TV show. And oh. I'm all about it. Cause I, I was thinking that it'd be a, a phenomenal opportunity to, you know, educate and show people what we do and just have a, a fun time doing it. And it seemed that everybody that got a hold of us wanted to do some sort of reality TV show where they wanted drama and they wanted all this stuff to happen where, where there's enough drama here already i mean the, the amount of animals i work on and and the amount of drama that they have or the people that come in and the drama that that just comes from the the issues that they have you know a lady came in she has bell's palsy and her entire face 
one side went numb and her entire face started shifting over to one side because the muscle tone on one side was greater than the muscle tone on the other. And so it completely shifted her face over. Uh And so we've been working on her, which has been changing that back. I mean, that's, that's drama in itself, right? This person is having all this, you know, she's gone to doctor after doctor after doctor with no answers. And she comes to the chiropractor and all of a sudden her stuff starts to reverse itself or a dog that comes in and it's having, you know, passing out and, and then isn't anymore after, I mean, that's, that's drama enough. Or, you know, we go to the zoo or whatever. Um, but anyway, they, they wanted to do basically just stupid reality where, you know, they wanted me to, to wear certain clothes or to, you know, it's like, we want to see all the drama in your office and we want to see the drama at your house. And I'm like, well, there is none in either place. And if there was, I wouldn't want people seeing that. Right. And, and they're like, don't worry, we'll fabricate some. And I'm like, no, I don't want there to be a <laughs> skewed view of our office or my right. life because you want drama. Yep. So, you know, with that, we, we had to be, you know, I, I had to turn down a lot, a lot of, um, uh, of potential opportunities for a TV show. Well, mm-hmm. um, I started talking to some people and, and, um, they put me in kind of in the right direction with some other people. And, uh, basically Cedar gate productions is a production company here in Oklahoma. And they go, you know what, let's do this. Instead of, instead of waiting for someone to come to you and saying, Hey, we have this idea, let's go ahead and film and, and make it a you know, completely stupid and then sell that off to somebody like animal planet or Nat Geo or something. Let's go ahead and shoot you a pilot video okay. and then go ahead and turn around and you can then take that pilot and, and give it to animal planet or something yourself. And then you actually have the rights to it. Oh, and then cool. you can actually, you can actually, yeah, you can actually do the production based on the way you want it to be. And I was like, that makes sense. That's a good idea. And we got in touch with these people and, and kind of worked it out. And so now we've been filming for the last six months. We put a six months timeline on it we are filming as much as we can and we're going to make a really good pilot episode out of it and use that, um, for a, a pilot to, to also sell off to potentially to animal planet or whatever. Um, or if it doesn't work out, you know what, we can just throw it on YouTube and yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's whatever, it's a win-win for us. Well, in doing all that, <laughs> I got an opportunity. Um, next month I will actually be traveling to Africa. Oh, wow. So yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be going to Africa um, at the end of April for two weeks. Um, I've been asked by a company that um, basically trains veterinarians on exotic animals in Africa. They contacted me and said, hey, there's nobody here that does what you do. Would you be interested in coming here and training and teaching for two weeks on how to adjust exotic animals that have been darted? And so, and by that, I mean, we're talking about wild animals like lions, and zebras and giraffes and other animals that are, you know, are either endangered or are, you know, have to have some sort of medical something done to them. And so what they do is they will, uh, they'll do a capture on the animal by darting it or, or whatever. And then we will actually go in and they would take care of it. Like a medical team would take care of animals. And then I get to adjust those animals why they're darted. So we're talking, (laughs) yeah, we're talking like, wildebeest and and these crazy animals that i would never be able to touch here in the states um i'm actually going to be able to go work on those so there are a lot of do what this has (laughs) to be like a huge adrenaline rush for you too like oh yeah i I can just imagine think about it so i can sleep (laughs) yeah i can just imagine that's i would be the same way i mean uh I, I don't do that, but I kind of get that way with uh, my my show sometimes. Just thinking about it, I get to where I can't sleep. So I can just imagine, because I know how passionate you are about this. And so, and just hearing you talk about it, I can hear you smiling all the way through this. I can't see you, but I know oh, yeah, you're I smiling. <laughs> so this is amazing. And I can just imagine that adrenaline rush that you must get doing this. So that, oh yeah, no, that's it's, amazing. It's it's phenomenal. I've been, uh, you know, I had to clear it with the wife and, and all that. And now I'm, uh, I'm trying my hardest to, you know, keep it, keep it under wraps a little bit. Like there's some stuff that I can't necessarily say, right. um, that I'll be doing because, you know, I could be met by poachers and everything else in, in doing it. Um, yes. but I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super excited for just where we're going with this and, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm having to prep and, you know, I'm buying different clothes. It's like, okay, well, in Africa, you know, what's the temperature and what, what potential, you know, uh, plants am I going to be around, you know, that I'm going to be, I'm going to be in the bush. I mean, like yes. in the African bush, 
you know, working on these animals. So it's like, all right, I need clothes that are lightweight and breathable, but also durable. Um, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, like, what am I supposed to, you know, and I'm like trying to figure out what clothes I need to bring. And, you know, I'm just safari you know, clothes. I to to, pretty much. Yeah. But I don't want to look like <laughs> this typical safari, you know, safari guy that, you know, the, the big old hat and the, you know, it, what's funny is I looked up, I looked up safari, like safari attire or yeah. saf- attire for Africa. And it was all of the typical like American or British people going down to Crikey. Africa wearing, yeah, wearing, wearing, the, or yeah, the Australian people coming and wearing the, the like almost crocodile Dundee type yeah. outfit. It, and it's like, that's not necessarily what you want to wear when you're walking through briars or you know, right. thorns and all this other stuff. But it's like, uh, it's the typical, I'm on a safari. I'm not in the safari. <laughs> like I'm on a, I'm on a safari. Like I want to stay cool, you know, and I'll be drinking my iced tea, you know, versus like actually working in it. And so it's been, um, uh, it's just been interesting, but there's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of prep that goes into something like this. And there's, you know, like the film crew that's going with us. Uh, I'm actually having a film crew going with me. And uh-huh. we're going to, you know, make sure that we're uh, filming everything that we can. And that we're going to have like a producer actually, you know, walk through everything and, and uh, you know, just help in the whole process. Because this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And I really want to make sure that we, we, we um, take it and use it for what it is and make it awesome. And that's really... Well, it can be can be really difficult. So I want to make sure it's done right. You know, we get one shot, and I think this is the first time in history <laughs> that a chiropractor, an animal chiropractor from the United States, is traveling to another country to work on exotic animals like this. So it's just a oh wow, it's a phenomenal experience. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, keep saying like, that, I, just, but I mean, there's so many wow moments here. The things you just keep saying, it it's really awesome. You know, uh, you're you're changing things you're uh setting new goals for people who are in your field you know that you're you're this is extremely innovative what you're doing and that's amazing to hear oh, yeah. oh it's gonna be it's gonna be so much fun uh I'm, I'm really excited about it but but yeah man i mean that's that's kind of going on, what's going on with me you yeah. know there's there's the everyday day-to-day stuff i'm i'm you know currently sitting in my office and and uh in my animal area didn't you, you just, know, just open a new building, correct, uh, just recently? Yeah, so at the beginning of this year, we opened up, um, we used to have a 2,000-square-foot building uh-huh. um, that was more of like a more of like an office building. It was kind of hard to explain, but it was a little like office suite, and what we did was we um, actually built out an office in a, it's kind of hard to explain as well, but it's like, it's, ah, man, it's, it's gorgeous. It's, it's all glass. Uh, but we built out this huge area. It's 3,287 square feet. So we increased our footprint by over 1,200 square feet. Uh, we have a separate animal adjusting area that is a good, I mean, 20 by 40. Um, so it's a, it's a huge area where we can have a ton of animals come in. There's doors on it where, you know, it's separated from our human area uh, by just a glass door. Um, so, I mean, people that are, you know, out, out, you know, human wise can see the animals in here and animals can see the human side and, it's kind of cool, but it's got its own entrance and all and own, own desk, own front desk. And, and so we're able to take care of, yeah, we're able to take care of people and I'm able to come in here and take care of animals and turn around and go back and take care of people. And it separates the hair, <laughs> it separates uh, the, I mean, there's so many things that it, it helps with. So, I mean, it's phenomenal, but then we have uh, for the human side, I mean, we have a massive waiting area we have uh, there are three different doctors that work in my office so uh, myself and dr harrison and then then we have another doctor who who uses space out of our office uh we have a gigantic massage suite attached in our office that you know our, our patients are able to go over there and get care if they need like it's just it, it's just great like and we're, we're in edmond right on the right on the uh, outskirts of a turn of the turnpike and the highway and and it's just a great location so we are really happy with what we have now compared to what we had before. I mean, it's a, it's a massive difference. It's a big So up. I am, I, yeah, I, I feel extremely blessed by, by having this. And I know that, I know that the year is, you know, just starting. And I know, I, I felt like God told me earlier in this year or at the beginning of this year, that this year was going to be a big year. And I already see it with the office and the amount of stuff we've done with it and just everything that's going on. I mean, I'm, I'm really, really stoked. Right. That man, that, that's so amazing. And I am 
so extremely happy for you. You, uh, you've definitely found your passion. You found something that you love and, uh, you're going after it and, uh, you're making things happen. And I'm just, I just want you to know, I'm extremely proud of you and I'm very happy for you, man. I appreciate it. It's, I said, it's, it's fun. It's a fun journey. And, um, I feel extremely privileged that God chose me to, to do this. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're about to wrap this up and everything, but before I get you off here, um, I wanted to give you a chance to kind of let people know how they can contact you or where they can follow you at and stuff. Uh, if you want to drop some of that uh, knowledge on us too, that way they can kind of keep in contact with you if they want, if they either, you know, have a question or they need to be adjusted to, or, uh, you know, oh, they yeah. just want to see sure. where you're going, you know? Oh Yeah. Yeah, man. So we are actually on, uh, right now, the platforms we're on are TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram, um, YouTube, and Rumble. And then I believe my social media team has kind of started to jump into the Snapchat realm as well. Um, so we are all over the place. But if you look up me, uh, it's uh, Joran Whitley, J-O-R-E-N, and then Whitley, W-H-I-T-L-E-Y. It should pull that up on any platform. And then um, our office is actually Oklahoma Chiropractic. And it's super simple. Um, we got a big old OK chiropractic logo. And like I said, we're on all those platforms. Most of our stuff is on TikTok, and then it gets funneled down through Instagram and Facebook. And then um, any of the long-form videos that we're making are going to YouTube and Rumble. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, if anybody Googles my name, it's pretty easy to find. And then uh, if they're interested in checking out anything about our office, our – URL for our, for our website is Oklahoma Cairo. So Oklahoma and then it's C H I R O.com. And that is our um, office. And that actually has all the information to schedule appointments, schedule animal appointments. And then, um, I mean, get, get in touch with us, whatever. I mean, our emails on there. Yeah. I mean, we have people who shadow us all the time. Uh, we have people who come from other parts of the country, other parts of the world to come shadow our office because we are very unique and we're kind of one of the only offices in the United States that's set up this way uh, to this scale. And um, it, it's, it's phenomenal to, to be able to show people who have never been around this, you know, uh, how it can actually be run effectively. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's how they get a hold of us. Awesome. Well, Jorn, it has been great having you on here. Um, like I told you before, I've been trying to set this up for quite a while. Ever since I had my other podcast that I was doing, I've been wanting to have you on here. <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah. man, thank you so much for coming on here. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, I wouldn't miss this at all, and I'm excited to see where you're going to go with this. And, uh, you know, I will uh, let you know whenever I get back, and we might shoot for another uh, another thing to tell all the crazy stories of Africa. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be we'll, great. Uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I would, but I yeah, would definitely love that. Yeah. Whenever you get this up and rolling, let me know, and I will uh, I will share it on my stuff as well. Awesome. Well, everybody, this was uh interview with uh, Dr. Jorn Whitley, chiropractors for humans and animals. Just hit him up. Uh, go follow him on socials. All right, Jorn, <laughs> it was great, um, man. Yes, sir. All right, bye. All right, everybody, I hope that you enjoyed that interview. Uh, I actually had a little funny story that happened in the middle of trying to edit and splice this all together. My computer decided to tell me that it was not formatted correctly once we finished recording, so I had a brief panic attack trying to figure out how to put it in the correct format so I could put it all together. Luckily, I was able to figure it out. Thank you, Google Chrome, for that. So, we were planning on talking about a few other things today. One of the things was is uh, Comic-Con. It just happened last weekend here uh, where we live at. It was a fun show. Met all kinds of cool people. I got to meet the Yellow Power Ranger. I knew her as Aisha back in the day. I got to meet the five-time, five-time WCW heavyweight champion, Booker T. That was awesome. I got to meet Michael Rosenbaum from Smallville. Also, he has his own podcast called Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. It's a great podcast. Uh, 
I listen to it quite often, actually. I got to meet a few of those wrestlers that I went and saw a few weeks ago and actually had them tell me that they would be willing to come on to the podcast here. So I'm hoping here in the next few weeks I will be able to set something up to where they can come on here and tell you their really cool stories. So I took my kids with me to Comic-Con and they had a really good time. Uh, I'm going to bring them on here briefly and let them tell you a little bit about their experience there and what they liked. So the first one I'm going to have on is my son. Let's see what he has to say. So bud, tell me what you thought about Comic-Con. Okay, what I really thought about it, it was pretty cool. Like, to be honest, my favorite part of it all was the cosplayers. Uh, yeah. So, um... Did you have a favorite cosplayer? No, not really. So, uh, you were saying that you did like the cosplays that they had. What else was really cool that you saw there? I think, like... So, there was, like, these bird masks. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm not sure what they're called, but they just look cool to me. (laughs) You want one of those bird masks, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have to try to find that. If uh, you guys don't know what he's talking about, it's the old-time bubonic plague mask they had with the big bird beak on the end. He was searching everywhere for it. But you ended up getting something pretty cool while you were there, too, didn't you? Yeah, it was like Thanos' sword. Oh, that's really sweet. Okay, Uh, is there anything else that you can think of? Okay, so while we're on the topic of Thanos' sword, um, the weapons were really cool. Like, I saw, like, this giant sword people had, and it costed, like, $80. Yeah, they were pretty pretty expensive. I wanted one, but then I decided no. (laughs) All right. Well, bud, I'm glad that you got to come on here. Yeah. Uh, We're going to have to have you come on here more often, too. Yeah. All right. Well, tell everybody bye. Okay. Bye. (laughs) All right. Sorry about the uh, heavy breathing that was on that last part. Kind of been dealing with some uh, allergies and everything, so I apologize for that. But he seemed to have had a good time. They both got some pretty cool toys when they went to it. They both seemed to have a good time. Um, So next I will be having my daughter come on here and kind of tell you about the way she felt about Comic-Con. Take it away. Okay, so um, what was it that you enjoyed about going to Comic-Con? Um, well, I really liked the cosplays and just seeing how everyone made them and like seeing all the things people have made to sell. I right. thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Was there any that you uh, actually was like a favorite for you out of the cosplays? Um, probably maybe like the Toilet Bound Hanukkah Kung. Okay. And like My Hero Academia ones. Those were really cool. Those were pretty cool. Uh, Wasn't there one that we saw that was like a Deku or something like that? Uh, yeah, there was. And also there was like Finance at Freddy's cosplays and Genshin Impact too, which I thought was awesome. That's really neat. Um, was there anything else that you really liked from going that you remember? Um, like the sit-downs where you could just go in like the rooms and like talk to people. Uh Uh-huh. About like things like we did the right, one the, the panels and stuff yeah. where they where they kind of talk about the different. I think one of them that we went to did like movie trailers. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really cool. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. I think this is something that we'd probably go do again. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming out here and talking with me. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. All right. See you later. See ya. My goodness, she sounds so grown up on there. (laughs) You better watch out, folks. Your kids are going to grow up way too quick. So, before I close, I wanted to just kind of talk about a few other things. Uh, Some of my experience when we went to Comic-Con. I got to go to a panel, 
and listen to Booker T talk. That was really cool. You know what? Out of all of the people that I went and met, I think he was probably the coolest. Most of them, you know, they're like, hey, yeah, it's nice to meet you. You know, they were super nice, but he wanted to stand there and talk. Like, he treated you like what you had to say mattered. And I thought that that was extremely cool because that's not something that he had to do. It's something that he wanted to do. He, you know, asked me, well, are you from this area? You know, what do you do? You know, uh, he, he interacted with me the way I hoped that someone would interact with me that's of his caliber. It was a very pleasant experience with him. And so... I don't think Booker T will ever hear this, but if you do, thank you. That made my day whenever you talk to me. The other wrestlers that I met, they were pretty awesome too. It, I think that out of everybody, the wrestling guys were probably the nicest ones out of the whole bunch. And that's not saying that the other ones weren't nice, but um, you could tell that they went out of their way to talk to you. They went out of their way to interact with you and that made it a very special experience so about halfway through the day my kids decided that they were ready to go home luckily I had an all-day pass and I only lived about 15 minutes away from where they were hosting comic-con at so I went home dropped off my kids got something to drink and then I went back and it was a great experience with my kids and without them and so I had a few other stories I wanted to relate to you that happened I had two things that happened to me there that I guess you could consider embarrassing um as soon as I get back up there I'm all excited about to walk through the door and I trip and fall in front of everybody good thing is You've all heard the joke that you can tell if you're old by the way people react when you fall. Well, everybody laughed when I fell. So they didn't say, oh, you okay, sir? No. So I guess I'm still considered pretty young. I'm not considered an old man yet because they still laughed when I fell. Glasses went skidding across the pavement, everything. You know, I was just a real klutz. I was just nerding out so hardcore that I just ended up tripping over my own feet. <laughs> But I got in there and, you know, started enjoying it more and more. And I went to one of the panels. And as you can probably guess, I'm a people person. I like to talk. Don't have a hard time talking. My mom always said that I never met a stranger. My wife still says that I've never met a stranger. Saying that, we were doing a draft of heroes and villains and you got to draft your team and then you had to tell why your team would win against the others well i don't know why this has never happened to me in my 33 years of living i have never had this problem when it came my turn to explain why the guy that i picked would help my team win no words came out of my mouth i could not speak my face got red. I felt it get hot. I panicked and stumbled over my words. I couldn't remember what to say. And the thing is, is I knew exactly how to defend the character that I placed in there. You know, I, the guy that I picked was Darkseid. So, you know, he is actually more powerful than Superman himself. Um, he is one of the new gods. It's going to be pretty hard to defeat this guy. You know, I know what I wanted to say, but none of this came to my mind. It was just mush. So I've never had that happen, and I don't know if it was just the adrenaline of being at Comic-Con for the very first time ever, because I've never been before, or what it was, but I've never had that happen to me. I don't have a hard time talking. That's just something that does not happen. As you know, I grew up a pastor's son, so I grew up being in front of a lot of people. So I've never been shy. I don't know what happens. I'm going to chalk it up to nerves and to excitement because of being at Comic-Con and never been before. So, yeah, those are my kind of funny stories that kind of happened to me there. 
it was a great time, and I can't wait to go back next year. There's some other ones that are in the area that I would also like to go to. Maybe I will be able to go to those as well. I don't know yet. We will see. Okay, so I'm coming to a close on this episode, and I just want you guys to know how much it means to me, the people who have reached out to me and told me that they're listening, people who have told me that they love my show and they can't wait for me to come out with another episode. It means the world. I really appreciate it. Next week, um, I will be doing an episode based off of wrestling. And you might say, why? Why wrestling so soon? Well, next weekend is WrestleMania weekend. So me and a couple of my buddies are going to get together and we're going to have a podcast based around our favorite WrestleMania matches of all times. Now, if some of you want to join in, feel free to email me. The email address for this podcast is giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you guys. I've gotten one email um, from a friend of mine already, and she made me laugh extremely hard whenever I saw what she sent. And hopefully I'll be able to use that in future podcasts. I look forward to having more emails and more interaction with the people who listen to my show. I want to know what you want to hear. Um, If you want to find my show or what I'm doing, you can follow me on Facebook. Um, You can follow me on Instagram. I have a TikTok that you can follow me on. All of this is found in my link tree, which is attached to my Facebook page. The Facebook page is If You Give a Dad a Podcast. Come follow me on there. Share it. Tell people about it. Bring other people to listen as well. The more people that listen, the better. I'm just excited to be doing this. So, in closing here, I just want to say that I'm excited about the future. I'm excited to see where this is going. I hope that you're excited to see where this is going too. I love you guys. You've been great. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend. See ya. If you enjoyed our show, come back next week. Come on, guys. You know you want to come back. Might get some laughs. Close the doors and stop making noise.